Welcome back. Got some breaking news for you regarding the Green Bay Packers. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. The Packers have made a move. Packers signed former Texans starting safety Jonathan Owens. Packers signed another starting safety. Jonathan Owens now comes over. The Texans starting safety Jonathan Owens, now a Green Bay Packer, just announced moments ago. As a matter of fact, about uh, you know about eight minutes ago. So the Packers signing a safety and kind of bolstering the roster a little bit. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Eric Eager is going to be joining us. We'll talk with him about the draft and about the Packers and about the moves and such. We'll get into all of that coming up here in just a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, so the Packers signed another safety. Another safety. And we'll uh, also break down that Packers schedule. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, that's the phone number, 877-867-1670. Hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Ben Z. Kenny, over on Twitter as well, and uh, everything else, you can you can drag us down there. Um, Terry says, love the Packers' new schedule. Five noon home games. It would have been perfect if a few more of those December's ga- December games got moved to October or November. Uh, Don says, finally tuning into the show this week, Bill. Kidney stones, hope all is well. I know you are trying to take care of yourself. Uh, keep up the good fight. Good health and age gracefully. Hold on to your popcorn and then shows me the... <laughs> Every time you think of kidney stones, you always think of a Kramer in Seinfeld and uh, what he was doing, if you've seen it. And I, I that's great. I love that. Uh, Base player YZ says, uh, the best way to say how the Packers feel, it's like they're not walking on eggshells anymore, as I'm sure it was with the elder Mr. Perfect Rogers around. See, that's kind of the consensus, is that it's it's just, it's easier now. You know, it's just, and again, on one hand, you go to Matt LaFleur, can just coach. It's 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 the the heaviness, if you will, the burden, if you will, the, the constant making sure that, and again, I don't know all the details behind closed doors. Okay, I, I, nobody does other than those that were in that locker room. But the perception becoming reality in many minds were that Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, savant-like mind. Aaron Rodgers, very much on a pedestal. Aaron Rodgers very much has his click, his guys, and it's very difficult to break that inner circle, to get into that. So he has his guys, he's got his level, he's got his perfection, and expectations, and he's got his desire to be inclusionary. He wants you to come to him to tell him everything and ask his opinion, okay? So Matt LaFleur had to manage the game plan. He had to manage the players around Rodgers. He had to manage the, if you want to call it an ego or whatever, I, I, don't, I, I think that's more of a derogatory term in that sense, but for lack of a better term, you had to manage the ego. He had to manage all of that and the guys around Aaron. Now, yes, you got to get wins. Yes, there's expectations that come with being the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. But now you just coach. You got a young guy with wide open eyes. 
teach me. I'm, I, he, he, he's your, for, for a lack of another analogy, he's your soldier. You're back to being the general. You know, you're not sharing, you know, your desk with anybody. You know, what was supposed to be one of your soldiers instead became almost a commander to you. You know, you had to almost give up your stripes, you know. So in this sense, you now are back to being the general. You've got your you've got your soldiers and you can lead this group, you know, out onto the field. You've got your other commanders around you. But and you've got some veterans that, you know, have a a stronger voice. But that voice no longer is as strong because their leader, their voice is no longer there. So now they're back to, I don't want to say back to being just soldiers, but, you know, because certain guys have cachet inside that locker room, but Matt LaFleur can just coach. So now it's Matt LaFleur's merits. Can he coach up Jordan Love? Can he put his team in rhythmic position to be successful? Can he work in conjunction with Joe? Can he go back to saying, hey, Joe, let's be aggressive here? Or does he just say, Joe, you do your thing, I'm going to do my thing, and we'll see where the chips may fall? You know, but now he can just coach. There's always the level of expectation as a, as a head coach in Green Bay, but now you can just coach. Now you can just breathe. It's like the air is a little bit, a little bit clearer, a little bit cleaner. You know, there's you don't have that heaviness. Oh, he's lurking around the corner. You got you don't have to like watch what you say. You know, you're cognizant of things. You've learned a lot. You learned how to treat people. You know, you've you've grown. You've opened up your eyes as an organization. But now you don't have that, you know? So that, to me, is probably the most notable thing coming out of all of this. That's it. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. One hit us up. Please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. But that's the best explanation I can give to you, to be quite honest. Um, Kyle says, I used to get tired of the Rodgers doesn't trust rookies BS. If they're open, throw them the damn ball. I don't remember Brady ever having issues with the young receivers. Um, br- br- Yeah, Brady. Would, but see, Brady was a different cat, man. I mean, Brady... I, I I don't I don't claim to know the inner workings of Tom Brady, but go back to when he was with Bill Belichick, you kind of ran with Belichick called or you know whomever Josh McDaniels or whoever was calling the plays at the time, you kind of ran what was called. You didn't really get a chance to deviate that far from it, and they didn't have. Here's the other thing: they didn't have this. I mean, it wasn't until they got Randy Moss that they really developed an unbelievable vertical game. And that's when Tom Brady's greatness really began to shine as a as a passer downfield because suddenly he had somebody that he could say, here's a 50-50 ball, go get it for me. Because Randy Moss had great leaping ability, you know. He always had the Julian Edelmans of the world. These They're not overly fast, but they're just they're crisp, precise route runners. They work their ass off, and they'll be in the right place at the right time. And he, he threw to spots, and you just trusted your guy to make catches. I, I agree with that statement. I agree with that statement. Um, 
Rodney says, back in the biggest playoff loss, definitely the loss to Denver in the Super Bowl for me. We took a group from a lacrosse area out to San Diego. Very, very confident, if not overconfident, the whole trip. Never thought we'd lose that. It was a, a long flight back for sure. Uh, John says, I never got the rookie trust statement by A-Rodge either. If the guy is on the field, he is qualified. Throw the damn ball. Right? You know, guys, look at James Jones. James Jones went through a period of time where he was dropping balls. And they kept going back to him. And finally, it was James Jones got away from the field, went back. I think it was his high school coach who talked to him. And after that, it was it was kind of – there's somebody in your life as a coach, as a player, that got to you, you know, one or one or two coaches along the way. I had a, a grade school coach that followed me into high school that always got the best out of me, challenged me, and always – I just didn't want to disappoint him. Always got the best out of me. Um, and then, like, my senior year of high school, uh, playing basketball, uh, I just got tired of – the the griping so i just kind of went rogue on my own and just did my own thing but i busted my ass and that proved to be successful but it wasn't the coach that got it out of me it was just the constant complaining by everybody uh that i had as teammates and, and coaching and coaching staffs and such but but jim leon for those that are listening to me back in the, the queen city um jim leon was the guy that just had a way of pushing your buttons to get the most out of you so james jones went back to his high school coach that year uh, that they won the Super Bowl and went back and said, you know, man, I'm just, what, what's going on? I just don't see it. And it was really, actually really simple advice. Uh, he said, remember the drills we used to do where you could not make a move until you saw the ball in your hands. So James started doing that. And that's the way he approached the game. He, he kind of went back to what he had done Fundamentally, uh, it's a lot of times when players struggle, it's fundamentals. You know, guys, you look at all the time. You go to a baseball game. If, you, if you're lucky enough to get in there while they're still taking batting practice, you look at the Brewers. Brewer, all the time, there's always guys lined up hitting off a tee just to get that level swing back, just to keep that thing in line. Because there's, there's a mechanic to that level swing. Guys do it all the time. There's a fundamental. It, it's boring as hell. Nobody wants to do it. Everybody wants to get in the cage and rip home runs. Nobody wants to stand behind the backstop uh, or behind the cage and hit it into the backstop and just hit ball after ball after ball after ball off a tee just to get your swing down. But it, a lot of times it's fundamentals, and that's what James went back to was the fundamentals. 877-867-1670. Um... Will says uh, Rogers had his guys, and in the last four years, he turned into a diva. He did have his guys, you know. I mean, that's you know when I went on a uh, a New York radio station. I don't know how many weeks ago, but when I went on there, they said, "Why does he need Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard?" And my response was, "It's not necessarily on the field; it's the guys he hangs with." Cobb lived with him. They get along really well together. It's There's a comfort in having your buddies with you, having that camaraderie. Uh, so on one hand, you bring them along because those are your guys. You know, you, you kind of got the band back together. But on the other hand, it does prohibit you if you rely and lean on your same guys. It does prohibit you from 
from bonding in new relationships. And then you tend to rely on those guys. As he said before, let Cobby coach him up. You tend to rely on those guys to, quote, coach him up rather than building that bond with them yourself personally. It's almost like socially, and I'm not going to say, it's like socially you're afraid to make new relationships. It's just you take the path of least resistance. It's like kids, you know, especially like in, a, say, a divorced household. You know, uh, the dad pretty much gives them everything they want. Mom is the disciplinarian. Mom is the one that tries to teach them right from wrong, doesn't give them everything they want because they have to earn it. Well, the least resistance is going to be go to, go to dad. In this case, it's kind of the path of least resistance. It's I got my guys with me. I don't need to go do new bonding things and drills and relationships and because I got my guys. I got people to talk to. I'm okay. You know, so that's uh, that's it's not equating to play on the field because he didn't win with those guys. He didn't have a magnanimous season with, you know, Lazard and Cobb and Mercedes Lewis and, you know, his, his buddy Tanya. He didn't throw to Robert Tanya. You know, all these guys you, you needed or wanted, desired to play with, desired to retire with, all those guys, they didn't equate to what the on-the-field performance. What they did was give you a safety net in the locker room. Those are the guys that, like a ripple on the pond, when things go bad and players look at you and go, you didn't have a good game. Those are the guys that have the ripple around you that say, no, dude played really well. Dude did this. Dude did that. They're the excuse makers for you. You know, so that that's that's kind of where all of that is at. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to chime in, feel free to give us a call. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I'll tell you what. Um, one of the best things I ever did a couple of years ago was stopping the Master Z's, and I picked up my patio set, and I love it. It's comfortable, it's big, uh, but it was worth the price. And the reason why is because. Uh, Ten years prior, I'd gone through like three of them, three or four patio sets, because, you know, they last a couple of years. Snow gets on them. They start to break, and then you throw them away. Uh, the Master Z set is spectacular. It's still long-lasting. It's still timeless. It's still awesome. And uh, I can't say things highly enough about Master Z's and the quality of the stuff that you get from them. It is worth the money. It is worth the drive. They're on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Call them 262-746-5931 for all the in-store specials. But they have a huge inventory just walking into the place. Uh, Say the uh, auxiliary things like fire pits, both gas and wood burning. There's grills and accessories. There's patio furniture, lighting, umbrellas. Uh, Then they've got all the things for inside, you know, like bar stools, uh, bars, dartboards, uh, the darts, the accessories, pool tables, game table, you name it. And their service is impeccable. You can see it today and have it tomorrow. That's our friends from Master Z's Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. And I'm sure you're probably going to stop over there and you're going to look around and go, wow, whether it's the Adirondack chairs or the bars for the outside, the bar stools for the inside or the game room, they have got it all. That's Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good 
Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show, rocking on. Eric Eager coming up after the bottom of the hour. We'll talk about the Packers' schedule. And uh, we'll get into that discussion. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. They said, hey, bring mom on out. Sit on the deck. Rain or shine, sit on the deck, covered. Watch the boats come in and out. Get some good food. Maybe enjoy the uh, the Brewers game on the TV. But bring mom on out. Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill, Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard in Pewaukee. And they're giving away cash and prizes, Brewers tickets, Admirals tickets this weekend. So stop on out again. Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill, great place to go. Love that place. Great place to go. Stop in and uh, see Ryan and his staff. And they just had a really nice article. I think it was in the Journal Sentinel that was written about them. Really nice article. So uh, if you're looking for a good place to go, uh, that's it. That's our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Thanks so much. Um, trying to see what else we have here. Like I said, we got Eric Eager coming up here at uh, the bottom of the hour. Going to talk with him. Get into this. Uh, get into this. Uh, the schedule a little bit deeper, and take a look at it and get his thoughts. I mean, I think it's all going to just like everybody else. Um, I think it's going to be. It's twofold, how the defense plays and how Jordan Love plays. Can the defense support Jordan Love? That's it. Um, there you have it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Um, trying to look here. This is, who's this from? This is from Kathy. Kathy says, uh, hey, guys, love the show here in the Northwoods. Uh, are you thinking about doing a show at uh, the Bluegill Bar sometime this year? We have got to do that. Uh, the Bluegill Bar, I promised them last year. We never got a chance to get up that way. The schedule got crazy. So now that the schedule's out, um, we're going to do a few post game, uh, few post games on the road. Uh, when the Packers are traveling, we're going to do a few post games. Now, the difficulty is you're not going to do it on Thanksgiving. You're not going to do it on a Monday night game. So you're trying to do it on Sunday games. Um, so, yeah, because the Packers are a primetime team. Like last year's schedule wasn't really conducive for us to do many road post game shows. So this year, maybe we can. Um, you know, we're going to be in Chicago for the Bears game. We've got what's available. Um, we are going to be in the Tomahawk area on the 17th for the Atlanta game. Uh, we'll be at Lambeau for the New Orleans game. The next one is a Monday night game. The week after that is a bye week. Um, maybe we could do it uh, somewhere up there uh, on the 22nd when they're on the road taking on the Denver Broncos. Um, then they've got back-to-back -back games at home. Maybe the November 12th game against Pittsburgh, the, yeah, again, see, you don't, you only have one game on the road because then you've got the Chargers game on the 19th and the 23rd, they're against the Lions, that's, uh, that's Thanksgiving. The next Sunday game is the home game against the Chiefs will be at Lambeau. The next game is on the road against the Giants. The next game is home. Then there's a noon game, Christmas Eve day. And then there's New Year's Eve. And that's it. I mean, there's only like four games we could possibly do. So because the Packers have some primetime stuff. So 
We're going to try. We're going to try to do a few things. I promise you. We're going to try to do a few things. We want to do a uh, takeover at the Four Seasons Island Resort as well uh, because they're going to do, we're going to do maybe like a whole uh, football theme weekend. We'd like to do it sooner rather than later if we can. So maybe we'll do something there. But, uh, yeah, it's Kathy, we, we want to get up that way, no doubt. It's just the schedule has to permit it. So we, we hope to, no doubt. And uh, there's some places that want us to come out this year and uh, do the huddle in some locations, too. We're going to try to do that as well. We're not tied to the Milwaukee area right now. So on a Wednesday night, we'll come maybe uh, to an area and do the huddle. The problem is is to be able to get done with the show, pack up, get to that destination, set up, and get ready in time to do the show. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. So we'll see what we can do, but uh, we're not we're not promising anything. So there you have it. Um, who's this one from? This is from uh, Moonshot. Moonshot says, hey, guys, great show. I'm looking at the Packers schedule. I'm saying seven wins. I know Vegas has them at seven and a half. I might take the under. I don't see Jordan Love progressing enough to give them those extra wins. And let's be honest, the defense is a question mark at best. With some of the injuries and Joe Barry's style of play, this team may have a six to seven win season on their hands. If they do, would that mean that Joe Barry ends up getting fired? I think that's what a lot of people are. are people like, do you think people, Ben, are hoping for six wins and Joe Barry gets fired and then start over? The high draft pick, the love looking good, and you can move forward without the D.C.? Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I kind of get that sense. But I mean, they're like, oh, the, this is great. This is a start. This is awesome. And then all of a sudden it's like, but we want to see Joe Barry fired and we'll bring in somebody new and start over. And it's like, wow. <laughs> you know? Which, I mean, whoever you bring in, will they be better than Barry? Maybe. But it's not as if they haven't gone through DCs like like crazy in the last decade. Right? So yeah. I, what if he's good? Like, like, what if Barry has a great year? Like, what if the, if the Packers win a lot of games, as you have said, it is likely because the defense plays great and we look upon the job of the D.C. quite fondly. Yeah. I think that's the best-case scenario. Right. The best-case scenario is not love looking good and you get to fire the D.C. and find a new one. I think... Um... I don't think there's just I I when it, and Jesse is asking me what was your opinion of the defense can they be top ten I I don't know because you're not going to have Rashawn Gary back you're not going to have Stokes right back you know you're not going to have those guys there so I don't know what the the defense is going to be you're looking at year two of Devonte Wyatt right you're looking at Year two of Quay Walker. Um, can they progress? Will they get dramatically better? You know, I don't know. Um, man, it's just there's so many unknowns defensively, and you know, you you know, Jair's going to be Jair. You know, barring injury, you don't know with Van Ash. You don't know what he's going to bring to the table in his first season. Um, there's just, I know we sit here and we say. Eight first-round draft choices. You should have a great defense. I just don't know if it's going to be. I mean, you got to have a better year out of Devondre Campbell. Got to have a better year out of Preston Smith. Depending on how they're going to be used, there's just so much unknown there. I guess. 
Let's do this. We're going to talk about the the schedule, the season, all that coming up. Eric Eager is going to join us coming up next. We'll get more into that. We'll get his uh, opinions and thoughts and, and such. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those kind of question marks, for lack of a better term, when it comes to what people are kind of hoping for. And you get the sense that people want the season to be good, but the defense to be bad. Fire Joe Barry. Move on, and then kind of go from there. I, I you, man. Don't know. Hey, uh, our friend is Stoley's Hog Alley out there in Lake Country, USA, in Oconomowoc, in the Summit area. Great place, whether it's great burgers and pizza, and the staff is unbelievable. Jeff is usually there in the kitchen helping everything out uh, and just taking care of business himself. He's Him and Alicia are great people. They've got a terrific fish fry, great atmosphere inside and outside at Stoley's. Then there's Stoll's Old 109, their second location. That's up in Watertown with all the TVs, live music, awesome patio. County Road R in Watertown. You cannot go wrong at either place. And if you want to take mom there, take mom there. Because, I, you know, maybe mom wants a fish Friday night. Maybe you're not going to do something with mom uh, over the weekend. But mom wants a fish Friday night. You, They have a tremendous fish fry. And that's salt-crusted Rye bread. Oh, that stuff is so good. That's what they use in their fish fry. Both places, by the way. Stoley's Hog Alley in Lake Country. Stoles 0109 in Watertown. You cannot go wrong. Eric Eager next to the Bill Michael. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hear. the program the bill michael show rocking on love me some uh, buckwheat zydeco good stuff you can't help but feel good listening to zydeco music i don't care Not the, yeah i know i know you don't ben that's okay just trying to bring a little bit of that joy into your life in the meantime we uh, from summer sports we got our buddy eric eager joining us uh, on the hotline eric how you doing today man what's going on Bill, I'm doing great. Uh, I, I I thought yesterday couldn't have been better, but uh, it, it gave us a lot of everything, didn't it? It uh, it did in many different ways. I mean, obviously the Packers have a, a schedule with still five primetime games, some regional games, and there's still a big draw. Obviously, everybody's paying attention to New York and the Jets and that rough gauntlet they've got to start off. Uh, the NFL gave San Francisco a little bit of an easier start to the schedule to get their quarterback uh, back underneath them. So uh, interesting stuff in many lights. What do you, When you started to look at the schedules as they came out, was there anything that stood out to you? Uh, there's a lot of NFC North games being played at the end, right? Especially for a team like Detroit, they get Minnesota, Minnesota in, in the last three weeks of the year. Um, you know, even Chicago, I think, uh, you know, they opened them up with Green Bay. To me, I feel like that's a, that's a prove it game for one of the young quarterbacks, right? And it gets one of them off to a one and zero start, which I think is good. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs last year, who had the, you know, what many people believe the hardest schedule coming out and uh, have a much easier slate, in my opinion. And then, you know, the, the, the league really does believe in the Lions. And, and it's funny, I, I think that, um, you know, Detroit still has a lot to prove. Um, but right now, you know, that team is, is, is one that's a darling in the media. The uh, the Lions, let me. they're kind of the enigma right now because we saw them have a resurgence last year. They started to play better football. They beat the Packers, walked off the field with nothing to play for. They beat the Packers, knocked the Packers out of the postseason, had some things to say to Aaron Rodgers after the game. Are, are they the team to beat in the NFC North, or is it still the Minnesota Vikings in your opinion? 
No, it, it's 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 very much Detroit. I mean, when you look at the betting markets, and you know, I I, I said this maybe a couple weeks ago, uh, and, and I think it's true. I think the Packers are really undervalued there. But but when you look at Detroit, Detroit's about even money uh, to win the division. Which, by the way, this is the first time, Bill, since. 1992 that Detroit's been favored to win any division and the first time they've ever been favored to win the NFC North and they're plus 140 Packers are plus 330 it was five to one a couple days ago Vikings are seven to two Bears are seven to two so it's very much Detroit's division to win um and you know a lot of it is just because of where they're strong I mean they're strong at the line of scrimmage both sides of the ball with Aiden Hutchinson coming on last year uh, they, they shored up a secondary with Chauncey Gardner, Johnson, Cam Sutton, and, and uh, Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, and then in the draft, I didn't like their draft from a long-term standpoint. Running back linebacker uh, is, is never really a solid way to go in round, in round one. But in year one, those two positions will help them. Um, and, mm-hmm. and then you add to that uh, the wide receiver and, and how good Goff can be with Ben Johnson, keeping both their coordinators uh, a big step as well for them. Okay, so what are the what what would be the realistic expectations as a Packers fan sitting here today, looking forward to this upcoming season? Uh, I know Vegas has them at seven and a half. You obviously look at the odds and the statistics. What do you feel is a fair season for the Green Bay Packers this year? Yeah, I think I'm a little higher just because I think the schedule works out really well for them. When you look at you know the number of you know they do have primetime games, but they're 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 nicely nestled in there, and then you have a a middle of the season stretch where you know, you could have, you know, Vikings, Rams, Steelers, Chargers, Lions, all looks hard, at, you know, at first blush. But one of, just the way that the league works, two or three of those teams are going to be bad. Uh, and, and, they, and they get the teams at the beginning of the year, Falcons, Bears, Saints, that are going to be taking, I think, a while to acclimate. So even though they have a lot, you know, going against them, I think there's a couple things that, you know, if I were betting, I would bet over seven and a half, which is, we all talked about their defense last year, and generally speaking, defenses that are young and and and, and up and coming are a year late. And, and so, I think that people who are all high on the Packers' defense last year uh, are going to sort of see the fruits of that labor this year uh, with with the with the Walkers and stuff like that coming coming into form. And and then with Jordan Love, like look, I people d- dismiss Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur obviously won 13 games his first three years. He took Rodgers from a position where Rodgers was thought of as being a little over the hill. He got him to two MVPs. I think people are underestimating his ability to get Jordan Love up to a, a representable spot as a team starting quarterback. Uh, and, and then add to that, I think, you know, growth and maturation of guys like Dobbs and Watson. Do you feel that uh, – the question was put to me earlier today, and I don't necessarily feel this way, but do you feel – that we are now going to see the most pure form of Matt LaFleur in that offense, kind of, you know, the, the, the offshoot of the Shanahan offense, because everybody seemed to feel that under Aaron Rodgers, it was more Rodgers' input, more Rodgers' wants, than it was actually having Matt LaFleur's purest form of offense. I don't necessarily believe all of that, but there is something to be said for the knowledge that, that, that Rodgers had versus just running the play that, that you're going to see from Jordan Love. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that, you know, when Rodgers was really good in 2020, he was not quite as good in 21, even though he won the MVP. It's kind of weird to say. I think in 2020 was the one year where he said, fine, I guess I'll, I'll adhere to this offense. His, his, his time to throw went down by like a quarter of a second. 
you know, when he hit that back foot. Now, Robert Tanyan being hurt in 2021 and, you know, not effective in 22, I think, hurt him. But, like, those boot plays with the tight ends, you know, when you, when you run play action, a hard play action that they like to run, and you stick your foot in the ground and you throw to that first read, which is a tight end on the crosser. Like, I think that those are things that Rodgers really leaned into as a good soldier in 2020 and why he was, you know, that was his most effective season ever, really, other than maybe 2011. And, and you know, now that they got the tight ends in the draft and they and they have a guy like Love who will hit his back foot and use that, you know, physical ability he has, I think there's, there's some upside to this offense in just a guy, you know, coloring between the lines. Uh, in an offense that I think is well-constructed. Talking with VP of Summer Sports, our buddy Eric Eager joining us on the hotline. Give me your thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings. They have got uh, unbelievably a a wealth of talent over on the offensive side of the football. They just have to make sure that that offensive line is shored up. But defensively speaking, they cut a little bit of dead wood. They still have quite a few of those guys remaining, and the defense seemed to be the problem down the stretch last year. How good or, or not will Minnesota be? Yeah, Minnesota defensively was awful by the time the season ended. And, like, it was only really curbed by the fact they got a lot of turnovers. Guys like uh, Patrick Peterson were effective. Um, you know, Zadarius Smith is still on the roster, but I don't think he's going to, you know, end up there. It's Hunter and, and Davenport. I, I don't know if they're going to be good enough defensively. Um, the offense is in the NFC, though, and this is why Minnesota won 13 games last year. They're just not going to make you pay as much as the offense in the AFC would have. So you go to the other side of the ball. I think Jordan Addison's a good pick. They really, really struggled if teams took away Jefferson, and that's why the, the Hawkinson acquisition was so beneficial for them. I do think they're going to be able to move it. Now, there's a couple things that, that work against them. Firstly, Kirk Cousins, uh, this is the, you know, even though this is the first time he's going to have a coordinator or a play caller for the second consecutive year in, in Kevin O'Connell, he's the second like oldest quarterback starting in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he saw some arm strength issues last year. Uh, you know, I, I just think offensive line and depth behind Jefferson, while improved in both cases, are going to end up being the Vikings' downfall. And there's always a ceiling with Cousins. There's never that you can never they've never been able to quite get above that in, in Minnesota. And I think uh, that the, he might regress a little bit too much from a, an age factor for them to be you know good enough to really compete the way that they want to. What is the defensive coordinator, Brian Flores? Uh, they made the change. They bring in Brian Flores as a D.C. What does he bring to the table that would make make you think that this defense will be better? You know, it, it's a good question. I think schematically he's much more of a man guy, you know, a man coverage guy, which is harder to, to pull off than the zone guy that they, you know, that Ed Donatel they had last year right. uh, and you had more interceptions. They did draft players, right? So Andrew Booth last year was a corner Never really stayed healthy, but has some talent out of Clemson. And Caleb Evans is, it was pretty good when healthy, but he had three concussions last year. And then this year they went Mackay Beckton, Blackman, sorry, from USC, Jay Ward from LSU uh, in the secondary. Um, can they, you know, can those guys acclimate to a man coverage scheme quickly enough? It helps that the offenses in the NFC are not particularly good. Uh, but to me, like they, it, to me, I think what what Brian Flores presents is a high ceiling. If all those guys hit, they're going to be a good defense. The, the floor, though, is, is really low because if a lot of the, if those guys can't cover, um, it's not going to be pretty. Real quick before I let you go, then there's the Bears, and that is Justin Fields trying to get it done and trying not to get killed. Uh, obviously, hurt got hurt last year uh, running the football quite a bit. They've tried to upgrade the offensive line. They've tried to give them some more weapons, but where are the Bears? 
Uh, it's all, it all depends upon, uh, on Justin Fields and whether he can be a better passer. We, we've seen at the NFL level, you can do some really, really cool stuff. You can stay in games, and they were very competitive at times last year. You can stay in games if your quarterback can run, um, but you can't win if your quarterback can't throw. And so I like the DJ Moore acquisition. I, you know, I, I still think Claypool and Mooney are good players for them. On, on the offensive line, uh, you know, they do get right who plays right tackle. Um, but the, my issue with them is, you know, at, at edge and at left tackle, places we owe very valuable positions in the NFL, there are big question marks for them. Eric, great stuff as always. We'll get you on uh, as the season or as the off season starts to culminate and we get uh, closer to training camp. We'll touch base again then, okay? Perfect, Bill. Have a good one. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Eric Eager from Summer Sports, the VP of Summer Sports at S-U-M-E-R at Summer Sports. You can find Eric over on Twitter as well, at Eric Eager, E-A-G-E-R. Both of them, uh, easy ways to find him, but good stuff from him as always uh, as well. But just a lot of speculation in the nfc north uh, some will say like me knock off the vikings and take the north and then i won't believe that the vikings are a good football team but uh but the lions lions continue to get better and i really thought the lions would go down after they got rid of hawkinson last year and it said it was just the opposite the offense started to take off the defense started to play better they really bought in to what dan campbell was saying over there they became kind of a smash mouth football team got more physical played hard and, uh, and look what they did at the end of the season. They uh, they played for pride and they got it. And that's something much like when you look at the the way the Packers, you know, kind of finished uh, strong the year prior. They ended up winning four straight, beating uh, the Bears, and then they come back the next year, and all of a sudden they find themselves in the playoffs and on on a run uh, towards uh, towards the championship. So sometimes you can carry over if you keep the band together. You can carry over that enthusiasm from the end of the season, looking forward to the next. Uh, it's hard to do, but you can do it in the NFL. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Got to give it up to our friends at Point Brewing. Up in Stevens Point, uh, love them up there, and they uh, you know, have jumped on board and said, hey, let's, let's do this, and uh, we're glad to have them here. Not only did uh, they come on board with Point and Stevens Point, the brewery, but they sent a hell of a sign that's been behind me now for the last couple of weeks, and the Point Brewing sign with the Bill Michael Show in neon. I've never had my uh, name in neon before, so that's kind of cool. Thanks to them for being a part of the program, and thanks to them for supporting our motorcycle ride for Fisher House, Wisconsin. Good stuff there. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They've got it going on today. They uh, four o'clock. They open up and they say, as they put it, "Let's go fishing uh, with legendary fish fries." You can choose from the flaky baked cod, golden brown fried cod, pan seared, all that kind of good stuff. They've got that, or you can get into the uh, the weekend. They've got music. They've got Mother's Day coming up. They've got uh, inside and outside. Outside's really cool. The patio is awesome. And then they had that old historic wood bar that they cut out gently out of the the existing bar, and then they brought it outside. And they built the patio and such around that. It's just such a cool place. So check out our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, County Road, K in Oconomowoc. And if you want to find out more, you can follow them on Facebook. You can look up uh, boondocksbbqs.com as well. But they have got so much good stuff out there. Another good place in Lake Country to go to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
B, uh, Tom says, is there any validity to the report that the Vikings might trade Zedaria Smith to the Bears? I don't know necessarily about trading him, but he could be a June 1st cut casualty. So I know that he asked for a trade. He was wanting to move on, but he could be a June 1st cut casualty for the salary. Most likely. So he could just then be on the open market. So, yeah, they'd like to trade him and get something for him, but chances are if this guy's going to get cut anyway, wait till he hits the open market and then make a play for him, you know. Uh, this one's from Lloyd who says, I don't want guys getting fired, but tired of Barry's teams, Joe Barry's teams, stinking for the most uh, for most of the year, and then uh, you get hot uh, during the stretch and you're trying to just make it into the postseason. doesn't work out. Um, for our divisions, Brandon says, all my picks are Detroit uh, and then a tie between Minnesota and Green Bay with the Bears in last. And J.J. says, I keep reading articles about Bakhtiari possibly wanting out of Green Bay. I haven't seen that. Ben, have you seen an article that says David Bakhtiari wants out of Green Bay? Not once out. I've seen some arguments for trading him. Yeah. I haven't seen separate that he, from he, what he wants out of there. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that has stated that David Bakhtiari wants out of Green Bay. So that if you've read something like that, please send it to me. I'd love to read it where he has said that. Now, when, you know, he raised eyebrows with that podcast that he did when he was talking about the Packers and the team and their rebuild, and he didn't include himself as into the I and we, but, and that raised eyebrows because you're kind of like, well, you're part of that team, right? You know, why would you be talking about it as if you're no longer there? And then he corrected that in the next, I think the next podcast that he did, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I've not read anything that says he wants out of Green Bay. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, this one is, says, "Do we are we going to get Amos back?" Uh, well, the Packers signed today uh, Jonathan Owens from the Texans, the starting safety there. So chances are the Adrian Amos thing is done. I mean, unless. You know, they absolutely positively need him back to be the center fielder for that, you know, the understandability of that Joe Barry defense. But beyond that, when you've signed now not one but two free agent um, safeties, chances are it's no. They're just going younger. But Jonathan Owens, now part of the uh, Green Bay Packers. That was announced a little bit earlier today. I think, I mean, it's, uh, it's unlikely yeah. Amos comes back, but... I mean, he was a starter for one year with the Texans, a team that was mm -hmm. the second worst in football. Right. Like, if he was that good, he wouldn't have been on the market right now. Right. Maybe it's just a, a perfect Brian Gutekind sees the talent and, and finds it and brings it in, and we wonder yeah. why he was available. But, I mean, if, if this guy, again, was that good, I think the Texans would have kept him. Yeah, I... Uh... I I look at it as the we're either one going to stockpile some talent to see which one actually sticks, or two, I see something and we're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. So could the Adrian Amos thing happen? Sure, it could, but I I kind of doubt it at this point. Kind of doubt it. Got another hour yet to go. 
Don't forget about our friends. Hey, by the way, the Umbrella Bar is open today. If you want to go down to the Rock Complex in Franklin, the Umbrella Bar is open. They've got a little music. No rain today. We were supposed to get rain. Didn't, didn't happen. Nice weather, good temperatures. If you want to go down and swing the clubs, Lux Golf Bays, go to luxgolfbays.com. Or the Milwaukee Milkmen, they're now uh, they're now underway. They play tonight, as a matter of fact. The Dockhounds home opener. They're going to be out at the Dockhounds uh, out in Oconomowoc. But if you want to head down to Lux Golf Bays, do it. Check out the Umbrella Bar and everything they have to offer. Good stuff going on in Franklin, Wisconsin. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 